0: Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grinded Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grinded Podcast. Today we're going to pick up where we left off in Luke 22, and we got Jesus uh, he's in Jerusalem Re- the religious leaders have told the people if you see Jesus you know you better tell us because we, we want to have him arrested and you know, they want to kill him and uh, the disciples uh, have been hanging out with Jesus and, and they don't understand what's going on and 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 so uh, it's time to partake of the Passover meal And that's where we pick up in verse 7 through 40. So this is going to be a lengthy reading. Um, But just bear with me and we'll talk about it. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived, Luke says, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. And he replied, as soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, Where is the the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He would take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. Listen to the details that Jesus has given them. That is where you should prepare our meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. And when the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. And Jesus said, I have been eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. And then he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die, but what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him. The disciples began to ask each other, which of them would ever do such a thing? And then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. And Jesus told them, In this world the kings and great men lord it over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, But not here, Jesus says, for I am among you as one who serves. You have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sit you, uh, each of you, like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and re- and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. In other words, you're going to fail, but when but when you repent, you know, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out to preach the good news. And you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals. Did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, he said, take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. For the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied. We have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. And then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. And there he told them, pray that you will not be given into temptation. So let me share my first thought with you from that long passage. My first thought is this. Who was this dude and how did he know to do this? Who was this guy that Jesus was telling his disciples about? You go into the city and you talk to this person, and he's going to tell you to go into this. You know, just follow him into this house. He's going to tell you where to go in the upper room, and and everything's going to be prepared for you. How did this guy know all this, and how did how did it get done? I, there, I, I don't think there's any possible way to answer that question, but it is awesome to think about, and maybe when we get to heaven. That's a question we can ask the disciples. We can ask Jesus, how was it when 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 that happened? But again, I think the reason why it happened was because Jesus knew his disciples were taking over the kingdom. He knew even though they didn't understand it, he knew within a matter of hours he's going to be dead and buried and they're going to be freaking out for 3 days until he starts appearing Uh, to them and telling them that he is alive and so this was confirmation if you will to these disciples that jesus is who he says he is even though it looks like because he's going to allow the religious leaders to have their way and have him arrested and have him crucified he's going to allow the roman soldiers to nail him to a cross and hoist him in the air for six hours And he's going to allow them to pierce his side after he takes his last breath and he's going to allow nebuchadnezzar uh, not nebuchadnezzar i'm sorry uh uh, uh, oh my goodness uh joseph of arimathea and nicodemus to place his body into the tomb and he's going to allow himself to lay in there for three days and on the third day he's going to come back alive and the tomb will be rolled away and then he'll start Appearing before his disciples. And so he knew that their faith is going to be shaken to the core. That's why he tells Peter, he says, Look, uh, uh, Satan wants to sit you like we, in fact, he wants to sit every one of you. He's going to come after you all hard, and I'm praying for you that you don't fall into temptation, which is exactly what Peter does. He denies Jesus three times after he said he would die with him. In fact, they all, uh, they leave Jesus, they desert Jesus, and leave him hanging on the cross for himself. Because they're scared to death. So, I believe the reason why this happens the way it happens, just like, you know, Jesus gives them all these details, and it happens exactly how Jesus said it was going to happen, and that room was prepared, and that's where they go to eat the, the Passover meal again, was to confirm to those 12 men that Jesus is who he says he is. It may look bleak in the next few hours, but Sunday's coming. And there's hope, and he he he's going to prove to them that he is alive for 40 days. And Paul even says in 1 Corinthians 15 that he that Jesus is seen of over, uh, of over 500 people. So uh, it doesn't matter who the person is. It's just cool that, that that works out just exactly as Jesus said it was going to. And I believe that was confirmation for his disciples. And, and because of the, 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 the fear and the temptation that they're gonna, uh, be facing in the next few hours. The second thing, uh, 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 that I had a thought about was this. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. And the, the, the word here, uh, is epithia, epithemia. Which means and I'm sure I butchered that Greek word up there, epithemia, which means a desire, a craving, a longing, a desire specifically specifically for what is forbidden, and it's also translated many times uh as the word lust and it's 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 if Jesus is saying, I've had this great desire i have I've had a a, a lust to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. Why, why would he say, I have this long, I have a craving to eat this Passover? Because he, he knows that he's the Passover lamb and he's about to go through the most horrific punishment that man could go through. A lot of people would die from the beating that they took before they ever got to the cross. And then Jesus is going to hang up there on that cross for six hours trying to breathe before he would take his last breath. And he's saying, I have a desire to eat this Passover meal with you for the last time before my suffering begins? And here, here's the best way that I, 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 I can explain it. When I'm driving down the road, I'm on my job or whatever, and I'm, or it, when I'm traveling, I'm driving down the road, and I see this Corvette. I don't care what color it is. I, my, my eyes automatically get glued on this cor- Corvette. My mouth starts watering, and I'm following my, with my eyes because I want one really bad. But I I don't want the payments. But I I, I those Corvettes, are, the two thousand and up models are, are the ones that I like, and and I mean they I just get fixed on those things. I don't care the color. They just they just look awesome. They sound awesome, and I really really want one. But I really 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 don't want to make those payments. But I, I have a desire, I have a longing, I, I, I have a lust, if you will, toward the Corvette, and and so this would, this Passover meal then is like it's Jesus's Corvette, if you will. He has desired this moment, which seems really awkward to us because he's about to face this terrible death that anybody could ever face. And a matter of fact, Isaiah says in chapter fifty two toward the end of the chapter that Jesus beaten beyond recognition, Isaiah says you wouldn't even recognize him to look upon him, which I, I believe is why Mary didn't recognize him and thought that he was the gardener. but why would he desire this? Why would he desire to eat this Passover meal one last time with his disciples? And I believe it's because that he knew that he had to be the payment for our sin by dying on the cross. And he knew once it was over, he would appease God's wrath and we would be reconciled. We, we would be made friends again with God through Jesus and the, the blood that Jesus sheds on Calvary's cross. We could now have a relationship with the Father after being separated from him by sin. And that's why Jesus had a desire to eat this Passover meal because he knew he was the Passover lamb. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul says that Christ is our Passover lamb. And he knew that that this pain that he was going to endure was just for a a little bit, a temporary uh, setback. But three days later, he's going to come out victorious. And can you just see the smile on Jesus' face and and the excitement once the disciples realize that he is alive again? That's why he had this desire, this passion, this lust, if you will, to eat this Passover meal one last time because he knew that he was about to accomplish the Father's will in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it says, and this is the, the verses, the base verses for the Grounded podcast. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. That's what Jesus was doing. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates our faith. And and perfects our faith. Listen to this: because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he's seated at the at the the place of honor beside God's throne. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. That's what Peter says in Acts chapter two, in his sermon. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not given your lives in in your struggle against. Sin, But because of the joy awaiting him, he knew that once this was over, that he would be sitting by the Father once again in his place where he belonged, at the Father's right hand, in the place of authority. He had never been separated from the Father until he became sin on the cross. And for a brief moment, he knew what it was like to be separated from God. And yet he... He had a desire. He had a passion. He had this lust to to go through this, to eat this Passover meal with his disciples because he knew it was about to be over and God's will would be accomplished. If you've been in a church building, any church building, most likely they have this table up front and it says, on the front of it, they have this, these words carved into it. They'll say something like this, Do this in remembrance of me. it would be carved in that table. And this is where that saying comes from, this passage that we just read. When Jesus says, I'll tell you now that I will eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. And he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of god has come and he took some bread and he gave thanks for for uh, to god for it and then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me and after supper he took another cup of wine and said this is the cup of the new covenant between god and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood which is poured out as a sacrifice for you this is the moment When the Passover meal becomes the Lord's Supper. That's what we call the Lord's Supper. Some churches take the Lord's Supper every Sunday. Some churches take the Lord's Supper once a quarter. And some even take it maybe just once a year on on a special service. The church in Corinth, uh, it it was abusing the Lord's Supper, unfortunately. they, They were messed up in a lot of ways. And they were getting drunk uh with off the wine that they were using for the lord's supper and so paul in his letter to the church at corinth he addresses what what they're doing in first corinthians 11 and this is what he explains to them about the lord's supper and what it's really all about he says when you meet together when you assemble together as a the body of the body of believers the body of christ you are not really interested in the lord's supper For some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you know or don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On that night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. And he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as you as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That's pretty heavy stuff. That is why many of you are weak and sick and have even died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord we are being disciplined so that are disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So, my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's supper, wait for each other. If you are really hungry, eat at home so you won't bring judgment upon yourselves when you meet together. I'll give you instructions about the other matters after I arrive. Now, as you can tell from that last sentence, they had a lot of issues at the church at Corinth. And I don't really want to discuss the issues that they had in Corinth, but I wanted to share these verses just to show how the Passover meal has now become the Lord's Supper. And I wanted you to hear the seriousness of taking the Lord's Supper, that bread or that cracker that represents the the body of Christ and the, the the we use juice, grape juice. It can be any juice through the vine. Some churches do use wine. Um, but that represents uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, there is one certain flavor of a church that believes that that's literally the body of Christ when you put it in your mouth. And it's literally the blood of Jesus when you put it in your mouth. Not so. Not so. It, it just represents the body of Christ. It was broken for us on Calvary and it represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on calvary and we are remembering what he has done for us each week or or how often as your church takes it but it is a very serious thing to partake of the lord's supper and not be focused on the sacrifice that jesus has made for us if our minds are somewhere else if our heart is not in it we are we are eating condemnation to ourselves. We're drinking condemnation to ourselves. That's what Paul says. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. And so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon Yourself. So, whenever you take the, uh, whenever you, your church takes the Lord's Supper, keep this passage in mind in 1 Corinthians 11 and remember why you are taking that bread and that juice and what it represents and have a thankful heart as you take it because we are remembering what Jesus has done for us. He died on the cross for our sins, He was resurrected, and He gives us hope but because of what he has done we can have a relationship with god the father our sins can be washed away and we can go to heaven and spend eternity with god in heaven because of what jesus has done on the cross and that empty tomb so i want to switch gears but i want to continue with the, this idea about the lord's supper and i want to talk about just for just real quickly How often do we take the Lord's Supper? What is the correct amount of times? And what I will do, is I'll I'll share with you what Luke says in Acts 20. And you can do with what you want. But Luke 20, Paul says on the first, or Luke says on the first day of the week, we gather with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. The first day of the week for them would be Saturday night, the, the, uh, Sabbath day started at 6 o'clock on Friday and it ended uh, at 6 o'clock on Saturday. So 6.01, or one second past 6 o'clock, it would start the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And so it, it's a little different than what, how our days run. Um, and you can Google that and study that on your own time. But... Uh, the first day of the week, they met and they took the Lord's supper. And if you if you read Acts chapter twenty, that's the passage where uh, they meet to take the Lord's supper. Paul gets to preach it, and he preaches so long that the guy falls out of the window. And by the way, after they go down there and raise him from the dead, they come back up, and Paul begins to preach even longer. And he preach uh, he preaches past midnight. So this would be a Saturday night around six o'clock and beyond that this took place not a Sunday morning but it's still the first day of the week according to the uh the way they they their days worked um but the point I want to make is this they met together to take the Lord's supper on the first day of the week now did they do it every week we don't know Th- this is all we have to go on but even if in my church does Partnership Christian Church, where I worship, we meet every week and take the Lord's Supper every week, every service. Um, because it's the first day of the week and we're remembering Jesus' death and what he's done for us on the cross in that empty tomb. There's absolutely nothing wrong with meeting every week. Now, what co- comes into question is when, when, uh, Paul says, uh, for as often as you eat and as often as you drink it and so people take that these certain flavors of churches take that and they'll do communion uh the lord's supper once a month or once a year and he's saying well we're still taking it and so paul's just saying so every time as often as you take it remember the reason why you're taking it but regardless how many times uh your church or you yourself takes communion I think the, the 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 key point is remember why you're taking it. Remember what that bread represents, the body that was broken for us on Calvary. Remember what that juice represents, the the blood that was shed for us on Calvary, and we are remembering the Lord's death until he comes. Because what it does, it helps us to keep our focus on Jesus, and remember from what I said in the last podcast: as long as our focus is on Jesus, then then we're good. We're going to be less tempted to sin. But the minute our focus turns from Jesus, that's when Satan is going to take an inch, and then that inch becomes a foot, and next thing you know, that foot becomes a mile. And so we have to stay focused on Jesus. And one of the best ways we can do that is to partake of the Lord's supper. And Jesus even said, do this in remembrance of me. So whenever you take the Lord's Supper, keep your focus on Jesus and remember what he has done with a thankful and a grateful heart. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We're going to finish Luke 22 in the next podcast. I pray if if, if, uh, uh, I, if I can pray for you in any kind of way, if I can help you answer some questions about the Bible, about Jesus, about the Passover, about the Lord's Supper, uh, please email me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com and I will promptly get back to you and answer your questions to the best of my abilities. And if I can't help you, I will point you in, uh, to somebody in your area that can. Again, God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to The Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JF8, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.